Hey, everybody. We're back. It's the Freshly Baked Crackers podcast. This is Josh. Sorry for the delay. Sorry for the two-week hiatus. Um, but out of nowhere, suddenly, last week, my son arrived six weeks early. So a little bit of a crazy week, a little bit of a crazy 10 days or so. Um, but everyone, mom and baby, are healthy and happy, and everything is going good. Named him after Bob Dylan, so his name is Dylan James. Um, but we are back, and uh, this is an episode with Dave Manchester from the indie folk band Arlo Aldo. Um, we were supposed to get this episode out before the new his new album came out, their new album came out, but we didn't because of everything that happened, so I do apologize for that. But really good uh, fucking dude, really good talk, and a really great band, so you'll get to hear a little few clips throughout the episode and definitely go check them out. This episode is brought to you by Wolf Tracks T-Shirts and Designs. You know them. If you've listened to us before, you know who we're talking about. Go check them out on Facebook. Tell them you heard about them from us. They'll do artwork for you for shirts or banners or flyers or koozies or slap bracelets or uh, scrunchies or whatever. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Watched a little Fuller House, so I got the slap bracelets and scrunchies on my head. But anyway, uh, check out Wolf Tracks T-Shirts and Designs. Tell them you heard about them from us. They'll give you a free basic setup and design. And that's about it. So, um, sorry again for the delay. We will be coming back with regular episodes every week, straight next week. And uh, until then, enjoy this one. This is, uh, again, Dave Manchester from the band Arlo Aldo. So here we go. Fresh and Bake Crackers, episode 35. Here's the soup. What's up, everybody? It's the Freshly Baked Crackers Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Ian. And we are back. We hope you enjoyed... We hope you've watched Deadpool. Yeah. At this point, we hope you enjoyed our Deadpool review. Yeah. Maybe hopefully you've seen Deadpool twice. Yeah. I think I'm going to go to Deadpool again tomorrow. I would like to do that. You've definitely heard me shouting from the rooftops about it over the last couple of days. I cannot stop talking about it. And we have listeners in Australia. Yeah, and they've heard it. Yeah. That's how much <laughs> I'm shouting that fucking way. shouting this guy's been doing. <laughs> but today we are back with a guest, and since we are, we have our ears to the Pittsburgh music scene. Apparently, we have Seems another scary. fucking kick. Obviously, I feel like I should move to Pittsburgh because right, the shit going on there, there is way more in tune with the music I like than what's going on yeah. locally. Yeah, that's um, true. not totally. There's a few good St. Louis bands, but a lot of real. Heavy, heavy, heavy bands. That's true. But here today we have, um, from a fucking super killer band. I'm really excited for any of you guys who haven't heard these guys to get to hear a little clips of them today and then go check them out as much as possible. From the Pittsburgh band Arlo Aldo, our good and new friend, David Manchester. David, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Thank, Thank you very much for having me. Um... How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, weather has warmed up to a balmy 32 here in Pittsburgh, nice. uh, but the sun was shining, so I'll take that as a win. Awesome, go, awesome. Yeah. yeah, we got sunny today. It hit almost 50 Yeah, in St. Louis, which is actually not weird. We've had the most fucking warm. It has been incredibly We had snow for like 10 days yeah. this, uh, this winter. 
which you guys we, probably got fucking murdered. We uh, we've skipped a lot of the hard stuff. It's either been to our east or to our south. So um, nice. so far so good, and we've been above zero most of the time, uh, which is better than the past couple winters. So um, I'll, I'll take it where I can get it. Awesome. You are listening to the Freshly Baked Weather Podcast. Um, we will cover all Pittsburgh and St. Louis weather tonight. I hope you guys are ready. Strap in. We're going to do an hour of weather. Uh, um, no, uh, David uh, and I and us, we, uh, we found each other through Facebook. We kind of found each other through Devin Moses, our yeah. uh, an older guest of ours. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that's how you found us. It is. Devin, um, uh, he's a great guy, great musician, and uh, when I saw that he was on your podcast, I was like, well, hey, any friend of Devin is definitely a friend of mine. So. Awesome. We'll take that. Oh, yeah, actually, I, we talked about it on the, the episode with him, but I, I know Devin from a secret Joe Rogan experience <laughs> uh, group on Facebook. It's not secret anymore. Well, you can't find it if you search it out. It's yeah, one of those type true, of weird yeah. fucking groups. And uh, now I've sucked Ian into this group I've as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he he was a super he's a super good guy and super uh, super cool guest. And whenever you hit us up, I was like, "What's uh, what's up with these guys?" And I was like, "Their music's really fucking cool. Yeah. Are they cool people?" He's like, "Oh, they're fucking solid." So that's, that's the great thing about the Pittsburgh music scene is that um, it really is whether you play the same style of music or not. It really is just a very supportive family of musicians, and everybody kind of helps each other out and watches each other's back. And and I mean, it's just a great place to play music. That's, That's awesome. Really cool. Yeah. That's really awesome. And now I feel bad about saying bad things about the heavier <laughs> bands, and such a hypocrite because I went to a Tool concert two right. weeks ago. <laughs> right. Um, but that's awesome, man. That's awesome that Pittsburgh yeah. has a really killer. I mean, obviously. I'm only familiar with you guys and then Devin Moses and the Saved, but you guys are both solid fucking bands. And right. I mean, you guys are fucking incredible, man. I'm really <laughs> thanks. I was, I mean, cause, I mean, if I start talking about the stuff I listen to, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, this guy's fucking right. This guy's made to like our band, like you know, anything that's in the indie folk realm or yeah. even folk music in general. Go and then like you talk about like all country or country, right. and, like you guys are killer. You guys are absolutely fantastic. Thanks. So, tell us, tell us your story. Like, tell me how what what first brought you to. We'll get to to the band eventually, but like, what first brought you to music and 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 you know, your like, how did your creative journey start? Kind of. Uh, I feel like my creative journey started very similar to many uh, many siblings in the world, where my older brother played guitar. And of course, that meant that I wanted to play guitar. Sure. Um, and so, you know, he would teach me. The way I learned was he would teach me guitar parts that he wanted to either practice soloing over with his own stuff, or he wanted to, you know, he was learning how to play, uh, you know, Pink Floyd. So he would teach me here are the chords to to some Pink Floyd songs. You play that while I play these other parts, or this is the bass line to CCR. You play that. Um, so that's kind of how I started. That's, that's rad. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's super rad. And, uh, <laughs> I, I so he's like, you know what? Yeah. I could get a four-track recorder and record myself and play over it, but I'm just going to teach my brother to do that shit for <laughs> right. me. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, and that's kind of how I started playing guitar in general. And then um, okay. I, I loved playing, and when I was uh, in college, uh, a couple, I mean, my hallmates knew I played guitar, and one of the guys was in and. Uh, you know, as rock star as this sounds, he was in an electrical engineering club and they were doing a fundraiser and they needed a band. So he walked, he's like, Hey, 
Want to be in a band? Sure. Great. We've got a gig next week. Okay. So that, <laughs> um, I, I, so that was my first, I, I guess my first band was high school. I was in a screamo band. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Similar to the likes of, I don't know if you've ever heard them. There was a band back in the nineties called Circus Lupus. Um, I don't know Circus Lupus. Yeah. Probably not the most popular band out there. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I kind of did the screamo thing. Then I did a little bit more of the the rock thing. Um, eventually, I kind of found a bit of a niche in the, the slow core shoegazer scene, okay. uh, especially in Baltimore. Um, did a lot of epically long songs with giant crescendos of reverb and delay. Um, and then uh, back in 2011, uh, moved to Pittsburgh and just decided to kind of start something new. Um, okay. I had been living in Baltimore, um, and you know the band that I had in Baltimore was fantastic. It was this band called Cadman, um, and had a blast with it. Went through a lot of different iterations, um, but I knew that I wanted to sort of start something here in Pittsburgh. Um, and when I did that, I stopped trying to kind of stick my music into a niche. You know, you'd write a song and be like, okay, here's a song I wrote, but I'm in a slow core band, so I have to make it really slow and really broody. Right. Uh, and instead, just here's a song, and, and I wrote it, and songwriting has always been a great outlet for me to just kind of get the thoughts out, get the feelings out, stuff that's going on in the world, stuff that's going on in my head, just get it out of those spaces and out into the open. And it helps me process what's going on in my own life and what's been going on in, in the world around me. Um, and I think I was a finally able to take a lot of those ideas and a lot of those, I don't want to call them issues, but you know, just things that were floating around and find the, the right, you know, format and the right words and the right music and the right people to help me put it all together. And, and I think that's where Arlo Aldo came in. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. So break down um, how many people are in our, uh, uh, sorry, how many people are in Arlo Aldo and like what's, what's everyone's role? Um, uh, we, uh, we are up to five people now. Okay. So uh, I am the lead singer and guitarist. Uh, we have Ariel Neeland Forbes, who is on keys, bells, and melodica. Uh, and she does harmonies. Uh, we have uh, Susanna Meyer, who plays bass and sings harmonies. Jessica Hoffman, who plays viola and mandolin. Uh, and she's also picking up some harmonies here and there. And Brandon Forbes on percussion. Okay. Nice. Okay. I thought you were so, going to go total female band. I thought you were going to do a Jack White thing for a second there. I was like, <laughs> okay, right on, right on. Well, no. we've been, it's been a weird growth as a band because we started, it just started Ariel and I. Okay. Um, and we found each other when I moved to Pittsburgh. You talked about the metal scene in St. Louis. I didn't know anybody here. I posted an ad on Craigslist. I was the only non-death metal band on Craigslist looking for a member. And she found my ad because it was the only non-death metal band looking for a band member. Sure. Nice. Um, so we started playing together, and uh, we were just a two-piece, just guitar and harmonies. Uh, and then eventually she started playing my old Cassiotone from the 80s. Nice. Um, and uh, 
she had a friend, Brandon, who played drums and he would, you know, he saw us play one night and he was like, Hey, if you guys ever want drums, I'd love to join you. So that's where he, and he joined. We did our first album Zeely together. And after that, uh, our producer was saying, you guys need, you need a bassist. Like, nah, we don't need a bassist. It's three of us. That's our thing. We're a three piece band. Right. <laughs> and we had our first practice after that recording session. And, uh, we looked at each other, hey, we need a bassist. Yeah. So the, our producer actually, uh, who uh, runs a studio that we record at, he introduced us to uh, Susanna, who he had been in a band with. They were a local band in Pittsburgh called Boca Chica. Um, so he put us in touch with her. Ooh, sorry about that. I, yeah. I hit something <laughs> I should not have. We already went to... Sorry about that. If, uh, you know, if I'm talking too much, you can just tell me. It's, <laughs> it's like the Oscars complaining off. Oh, we should start doing that. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, and then just then go back, then, then turn the music down and go to another question. That would be so funny. Anyway, keep going. I apologize. No problem. So uh, that's how we met Susanna. And then, uh, uh, you know, great addition to the band. It brought in new harmonies. It brought in the bass. It just really helped fill us out. And then when we went in to record House and Home, uh, we actually, uh, Jay the producer and the guy who runs the wilderness recording studio, he introduced us to Jessica or Jesse as um, a studio musician. Like, okay. yeah, we'll bring her in just to put some strings on a couple of the tracks. And we loved what she did so much that we were like, Hey, if we kind of nag you enough, you want to join the band? And she did. So now we're up to five. That's pretty killer. That's awesome. Yeah. And I got to say like, um, to me, like when I listen to your music, the thing that stands out above anything, <clears throat> sorry, I mean, first of all, the songwriting is good. You yeah. guys have very good songs. The harmonies are incredible. Yeah. Yeah, they're so <laughs> good. They're so rich and deep. Like you're, you've got, and then she's, she's just right there with you. It's, oh, you guys, you guys can <laughs> fucking sing, man. Yeah, uh, Ariel and Susanna write all the harmonies themselves. Okay, oh, nice. I'll come in and I'll have the melody, and I'll have you know, and I'll have the song pretty much kind of worked out, and then we'll fill in everything else as the band. But the two of them, they put the harmonies together, and I mean, they just do an incredible job. Amazing, yeah, for real. So, and that kind of brings me to another question. Like, <coughs> I always wonder with people, like, are is this more of a, do you come to the band with completed songs or is it more ideas or is it more a collective songwriting kind of thing? And I know, I guess, I guess you kind of answer that by saying how you wrote the first couple albums, but like now that you're a five piece, how do things work? Um, it's gotten much more collaborative, uh, where I will, I will bring a pretty much completed song from a solo singer songwriter position. Sure. So, you know, here's a, and, that actually kind of helps our dynamic in terms of we can play as a five piece, as a two piece, as a three piece solo. You know, all of our songs are very dynamic in terms of how we can play them. Um, but I'll bring a, a song in and, you know, it's a, here's, you know, it's pretty finished. It's, I've got the words, I've got the melodies, I've got the chords, here's the structure. And then as the band, we'll kind of just start to flush it out. You know, what's the bass line going to be? And, and let Susanna kind of work on the bass line and we'll, we'll work together on that. And what are the keys going to do? And when do the different instruments come in and come out for the dynamics? And how do we build the song? Should it have, you know, do we need to put a bridge in? Should it have any kind of instrumental outro? And, you know, taking all those little details that especially we spent a ton of time doing that on House and Home with 
with Jay pushing our songwriting and with us, you know, kind of listening to criticism and then the critiques and saying, okay, how can we make these songs better? Right. And we've spent a lot of time with the songs, really looking at them and breaking them down and not just saying, Hey, we love all of our instruments. Let's play everything on there. And instead saying, okay, what does each song need? Yeah. Right. And, and what does it not need? What's just going to muddy it up? And that's, I mean, that was kind of the way we approached the entire album was to treat every song very carefully as a band to figure out what does it really need in its own world to make that song what it should be. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know, Dylan once said that sometimes it's not what you put in is what you leave out. Sometimes <laughs> yep, exactly. when, 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 put, when arranging and whatnot. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, if you're cool with it, we're gonna we're gonna listen to a little clip right now. Um, there was a spoiler earlier when I accidentally hit my phone and started playing <laughs> it. But uh, when you first approached us and uh, I hit Arlo Aldo and you know Google search and you checked you guys out, the, this is the first song I heard by you guys. And literally, when you two start <laughs> singing, I was sitting on my laptop in bed next to my wife and I was just like oh 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 like I was like holy shit these guys are not just they're not just pretty good they're really good so I immediately take my headphones off and unplug, or unplug them I'm like listen 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 and I start playing this so this is Snow Day yes. off of Zeely so we'll listen to just a, a little bit of this for everybody at home Fucking yeah. tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good, man. You guys have such a great sound. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks for writing that song. That made that made like three or four different Spotify playlists of mine. That was that's like an incredible tune. Um so like whenever you set out to write something, um like, does Zeely have, in your opinion, like a theme throughout the album, or is it more of just a collection of of songs? Um, is there is there an underlying story? I think that with Zeely, Zeely is kind of the underlying story for that one. I think is love and growth. Okay. Um, because a lot of the songs deal with the idea of love, um, love and loss. But also, when I was writing them, I was kind of growing into my own sense of being more confident with who I was in life and where I am in life and my position. 
as, you know, not just a, a human being, but also as a husband, as a new father, um, as somebody that just moved, you know, away from his family, not, not my wife and my kid, but, you know, my parents and my siblings, I always grew up living very close to everybody. And I, I just moved away and dealing with all of these issues of, okay, I'm on my own now, you know, my, I'm with my, my, my family of wife and child. I've kind of moved away from the, the other core family that I've been with. And where does that put me? How do I get comfortable with my own self in everything that's going on around me being separated from that core element that I've always been close to? Um, and I mean, we moved to Pittsburgh to be closer to my wife's family and that's very important, but it was a, a very difficult transition to kind of take ourselves and say, okay, we are now, we are now on our own. Right. Um, so I think some of that is is celebrated in songs like Snow Day, um, and some of that is kind of a little more tumultuous uh, in songs like Regrets, yeah. um, where it's a you know just because I'm not there doesn't mean I'm not with you, with you know in going through things and experiencing things. Right. Sure. Damn. Do you want to start uh, hosting this podcast? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's like, I'll stop coming. I'll stop no, being I, in it. I it's fine. Wild, He's yeah. good. Yeah. Jesus. Um, no, man. I mean, you're, you're really, you're, you're very, I, it makes sense why I connect a lot with that album then. Cause like I recently, I mean, I, a few years ago I moved away from my family. To, I'm originally yeah. from a little town in Illinois, moved here to go to culinary school. And now I'm chefing here and doing stuff like that my right. wife's due in april yeah. <laughs> so like i feel all that man yeah, i feel that sure. in a big way um yeah that's amazing um you mentioned it let's uh let's take a little listen to regrets right now okay It's always interesting when you can hear like sadness in just an instrument playing. Yeah, like that's a, that's a sad guitar intro. Right. Well, I wrote this song. I don't know if you want me to talk through the song or just oh, stop sure. talking. Oh sure, no, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I wrote this song actually. The, the idea of it came uh, into my head on my way to a funeral in Maryland. So a okay. good friend of the family who was kind of a surrogate grandparent um, passed away, and. Um, you know, it was the first time I'm driving in from out of town and it's difficult because everybody else is there and they're able to be with the family and they're able to, you know, kind of exist in, in that realm of here's the funeral, the funeral preparations, the, the preparation, the aftermath. And I was just kind of driving in and then leaving. So it's the sense of I'm not there, but I'm still, I'm still feeling the pain i'm still feeling the loss but what do i need to do so that you know that even though i'm apart from you i'm still with you right Oof. that's intense man. yeah it is <laughs> that's intense yeah I like you that. know i mean 
you don't get song explanations like that uh, from things like you know, the Young Thug. That's, <laughs> this is, yeah, pick your heroes better, kids. Is what I'm saying. Right, um, right. That's that's incredible, man. That's really incredible. Um, I'm sorry, you can you can go back to the song. I didn't mean to talk. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Like as you say that, and like as it starts playing, I'm like, oh yeah, that yeah. guitar is forlorn. Shit, yeah. That guitar is forlorn as hell. It's heavy. It's head. That guitar has had yeah. better days. It misses <laughs> its other guitars that it's, that it grew up in a guitar store with. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So tell me, or tell us, I should say, uh, about the new project. Uh, so house and home. Mm-hmm. It's our new album. It's uh, the official release date is February twenty sixth. Uh, it's coming out on Future Oak Record Company, um, which is a, a great label. Um, they're headquartered in Pittsburgh, but they're not a local label. They've got bands in New York and and North Carolina. Um, but the people that run it are, are fantastic people, and we feel really fortunate and and you know lucky and blessed that they they kind of welcomed us into their family. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, but they're they're releasing the album. It's coming out on the twenty sixth. We're having a, a huge extravaganza uh, on the twenty seventh, where we've got um, some of the the kind of the best and brightest from Pittsburgh all coming together into one place to put on a, a hell of a release show. Um, it's going to have live T-shirt printing by Commonwealth Press. We're bringing a local brewery, Roundabout Brewery, for they're bringing in a keg. Uh, we got some DJs. We've got, you know, Mariage Blanc, uh, which is a great local band. Uh, the DJs are called Total Trash. It's just going to be fun and a good time. And, uh, you know, we wanted to celebrate the record like records used to be celebrated. People would put out a new record and it was a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, and then the Internet came about and it was a, hey, I've got a new CD because I've got GarageBand. And yeah. it just yeah. seemed to lose its luster. And we just wanted to go big. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially like but, uh, even like the top artists in the world now are like they've totally dropped releases. It's all just yeah. like you wake up one morning and they put an album out while you're you asleep. Yeah. yeah, which there's well, a, I mean, there's a coolness to that the first time someone does it, and then after that it's like ah oh, no, let's get excited about something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we really we poured our heart and soul into this one, and um, it was the first time. I mean, again, working with with Jay Vega again on it who was the producer and he runs the wilderness recording studio which is an incredible studio uh, about 45 minutes outside of pittsburgh okay. um that's kind of it's our home away from home and um i think house and home we really found our sound and we found out who we are as a band um and the the songs that are on there are um they're very intimate um it's it's the overwhelming theme of the album, I guess you could say, is um, love and loss. But it's a very, instead of focusing on the sadness of love and loss, it's the romance. Okay. It's focusing on the, yes, this is something that you're not necessarily going to be able to hold on to. So cherish it, love it, appreciate it for what it is. So instead of being an album that's you know depressing and you know using forlorn guitars... Um, it's more just, I mean, to, to really miss something, you have to love the hell out of it. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, so that's what it focuses on. It's, a, it's an album that's about love, whether you still have it or whether it's gone. But it's an album about love. 
So you can dig it. Awesome. And I just pre-ordered it. Nice. Awesome. So um, I guess uh, is is that the best way for people? Is iTunes the best way for people that aren't in a local to you to get to your stuff, or is is it better to go right to your website? Like, what's what's your preferred method? Uh, we will have it on our website. Okay. Um, it'll also be on the Future Oak Record Company website. Okay. Um, we uh, if you want to do if you want physical albums, those are the best way to go. It to download um, iTunes, Bandcamp, Amazon. Um, I mean, we love Bandcamp just because, um, you know, it kind of lets us know who you are oh, sure, um, yeah. instead of, uh, you know, that blanks, that empty space of iTunes. Right. Um, but, uh, really if somebody wants to purchase the album, I, I'm not going to be picky about how that happens. Okay, very cool. <laughs> well, I, I will say that all of your stuff, at least, uh, Zeely, House and Home, and then the single for Spin and Spin the Twine is all up on iTunes. So if you're if you're an iTunes person, you can while listening to this podcast, shuffle right just over to iTunes right now. Use yeah. your thumb. Chill just it's <laughs> real easy. Pull up A R L O A L D O buy all the shit. Buy all of it. And enjoy this stuff because yeah. I'm excited. Uh, is, would it be cool if we played a little bit of Wolves? Absolutely. Awesome, because it's the track that I get now since I pre-ordered the album. Oh, shit. So this is some of uh, Wolves off the upcoming album, uh, House and Home. It should be in my, my music, right? Right, iTunes, you do work? Yes. I just wanted you to know, as soon as the vocals came in on that, we had our mics <laughs> mute, and I just made a face that just said, oh, Jesus Christ, it's getting even better. <laughs> this is fantastic. You guys sound so good. I, I am I am so digging it, man. Yeah. Everyone, if you're listening right now, this is not the end of the podcast, but while this is going on, go download and buy do. some Arlo Aldo. Um, so who... Uh, who blows your wig back, man? Who who uh, who was out there influencing you? Uh, you know, I grew up listening to kind of a little bit of everything bad. Um, I spent a fair amount of time uh, in a. You're gonna have to top me right now because I've been on stage with the Insane Clown Posse. So uh, okay, well, I don't know if I can top that. Nineteen um, was a confusing time for me. <laughs> I would say my biggest influence is really ha- it's a weird combination. Um, there, you know, you got the old roots like uh, Hound Dog Taylor and Lightning Hopkins, uh, John Lee Hooker. Um, then you go a little more Americana and uh, the Carter family. Um, uh, you know, especially with their their harmonies are fantastic. Oh, yeah. um, and then working kind of newer, one of my huge influences uh, is the band Low. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I've been a huge Low fan for. I mean, a long time. And again, their songwriting style and their harmonies um, have always been extremely influential to me. Um, uh, Magnolia Electric Company uh, is a big one. Uh, man, who else? Uh, Andrew Bird. Um, okay. Especially some of his newer his newer works. Um, I'm really digging those. Uh, but those... Those artists that just kind of they they 
they stand on their own. I mean, I feel like there are a lot of artists that you can really clump together into a category. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel that, you know, bands like Andrew Bird, um, Magnolia Electric Company, Low, they kind of, there's no one else that sounds like them. No, not at um, all. So if you're listening to one of their albums and say, I really like this, who else is like this? There's really no one else out there. Yeah. Um, right. that is and, the, that's uh, the bad thing of it, too. If you just fell into Andrew Bird yeah. and you were like, I fucking love this guy, you got five albums. And then that's, <laughs> that's it. it. <laughs> I saw when him I, when that, yeah. what is that album? Armchair Apothecary. Yeah, I saw him yeah. play Bonnaroo that year. I want to say it was like 05, 06, maybe. I can't remember, but I remember he played Bonnaroo that year, and I caught a little bit. I didn't know who he was. One of my buddies who I was with did, and he was like, we got to see this. And it was fucking insane. It was just very, very interesting. Like, he's definitely his own person. Yeah, he's the king of the loop pedal. No one yes. can do a loop pedal like Andrew Bird does a loop. Well, have you ever, um, have you ever heard of Keller Williams? I have. Keller's, Keller's a pretty good looper as well. They should have a loop war or do a loop album together. That would be really cool. <laughs> Two people, 75 instruments. Who's right? <laughs> you, well, you walk into an auditorium, you're like, there there must be so many people playing here tonight. This stage is full of instruments. And then it comes with two of them. I think Andrew Bird would pull out the wind with his, with his whistling, though. Yeah, he does have a damn good whistle. If, you haven't, if, you, if you're listening to this and you don't know who Andrew Bird is, go search for Andrew Bird Tiny Desk Concert. Oh yeah, he did, he did a great one on NPR. He, a buddy of mine, a guy that I'm actually, I used to play in bands. I don't so as much anymore. But an old guitarist of mine is a sound tech somewhere up in Chicago, and Andrew Bird played a show in like their lobby or like the break room at this place. That's cool. And he posted pictures online. I was like, that's not what happens where I work. Yeah, you know, I hope he's a nice guy. I really hope he's a nice guy because he right. really just seems so incredible and so talented. And you just, I mean, you just want him to be nice. Yeah. He seems like um, he'd be nice. Yeah, he did an album, and of course, because because uh, my brain is what it is, I can't remember the name right now. But um, it was a, a companion album. It was only about seven tracks. Um, but uh, it was a, a whole response to how many loops and effects he uses. He did an entire album where it was just a single mic, and it was the four guys, and they were in a barn. No effects, no loops, just stripped down and played, and it was incredible. Hmm. And I'm, I'm think which album that would be. He's got a lot of albums, actually. Now, he does have a lot of albums. I feel really stupid for uh, 2007 <laughs> was in was in uh, Armchair Apocrypha. Yeah, so I think even as the past couple of years, he released like six albums. Damn. Since 2012, one, two, three, four, five, yeah, six albums since 2012. That's pretty fucking prolific right there. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he's pretty awesome. Um, it's going to kill me that I can't remember the name of that album, though. Well, gonna remember it right as you're wrapping up the podcast. I'll just start, oh, I'll just start rattling yeah. off uh, Andrew Bird. Do you know, like, when about it? What, and you say it was only how many songs? Of just a few songs? It was probably about, I think it's seven songs. It was a companion album to a full length that he did. Break It Yourself. Hands of Glory. That's what it is. No. That's what it is. That, yes. Yep, Hands of Glory. Uh, they are, I just know that because they're right next to each other here. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay, yeah, that's... Hands of Glory was, a, was an album that, even though it was so different than anything else he was doing, 
it, it's one of my favorites by him. And I think it's because it really does take a lot of what he does down to the core elements and letting those other band members shine. Um, it just, I mean, I listened to that album probably hundreds of times over and over and over again. It was wow. just fantastic. I'm going to be listening to it at work in the kitchen tomorrow. Yeah, then I'm going to check it out. Then I'm going to save that one. Yeah. I'm always down to hear some new stuff. What, uh, what's your first live music experience? What's the first, what's, what's your first experience with seeing a band play? Blow your, blow your butt open and be like, oh, I gotta be in one of these things. Uh, well, I know my first, the first live show I ever went to was five bands for five bucks, ska night at the Black Cat in Washington, D.C. Okay. Um, respectable. <laughs> I think it was, uh, yeah, Skavuvi, the Toasters, I'm trying to remember who else, maybe it might have been Skank and Pickle, I can't remember, but, uh, that I was want to be in a band called Skank and Pickle. <laughs> that's that's, they were a great ska band. Um, but I think the, the show that really just kind of blew my mind probably be a tie between the first time I saw Low uh, and seeing Godspeed You Black Emperor okay. at the Masonic Temple in Baltimore. That's okay. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> the just the amount of power and emotion that came from those two bands, um, I mean, it just gave me a just an absolute passion for being able to do that myself on stage and being able to convey my own emotions and just be able to share that experience with strangers, people you don't know who are all of a sudden in the same space that you're in and feeling the same thing that you're feeling um, is just, I mean, it's an incredible, it's an incredible thing to, to have. Almost definitely. It is really awesome to just be in a group of like-minded people that are all kind of there for the same reason. Yeah. I mean, I've been to a lot of fish shows and that's kind of how, you know, every, no one's, no one's casually there. Right. Everyone <laughs> at the fish show is very well aware They're of the band playing. There. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> Even like, uh, who was it that I saw? I saw Ben Harper in the Relentless Seven at the Vic in Chicago. And there was a moment where in the show where he was just like, everyone, no one say anything. Everyone just stand here and close your eyes and be in a giant room like this full of people and just feel what people feel like all together. <laughs> and I was so high that I believed him. You know, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, man, we're all in touch with each other. I got out of there. I was like, man, that motherfucker got out of playing a song tonight. He got us all to stand there quiet <laughs> with our eyes closed. He's, he's like, knock, knock one of the songs off the set list. There's a, uh, there's a band called The Low Anthem. They're, they're another huge influence of mine. I've never but heard them, but song. I read their name in, in, on places and now and again yeah the low they're fantastic but they have a song when they play live they have everybody take out their cell phones and if you hold your phone up like if you call the person next to you and hold your phone up next to theirs it creates this feedback loop okay. and they do that at the live shows so everybody's standing in the room and everybody is you know your phone becomes an instrument for the song That's and so cool. It's, I mean, it's just, I shouldn't have said it on the podcast because now I could come to St. Louis and be like, everybody take out your phone. This is right. a magical moment. Uh, um, Lost it here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. I'll we'll edit that it out. Part. We'll edit it out. Yeah. yeah that, okay. Fun. Yeah. We'll keep the surprise. <laughs> Man, I hope you guys uh, get out here sometime soon. Yeah. I, I would love to fucking see you guys live. Yeah, that's for sure. sure. I'd, yeah. I'd love to make it out there. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, Thanks a lot, man, for coming on today. Yeah.
Thanks for having me. And uh, if you are in the Pittsburgh, what's what's the venue that the uh, that the big release show is going on at? We are throwing it. It's going to be at the Commonwealth Press Warehouse in the okay. South Side. Um, it, it's an untraditional, non traditional venue. So we're doing all this ourselves. We're no sound man, no big stage, just a group of friends getting together, putting it, putting this all on um, for the love of the music, the love of the album. Um, and just the love of the city. That's awesome. I like it. Yeah. So if you were in or around Pittsburgh, I know of a few people that listen to this podcast that live around Pittsburgh. Yeah. Go to this show. Check this shit out. The whole thing is going to sound, it sounds awesome. Yeah. Seems like a good um, time. And unlike uh, if this went on in St. Louis, I doubt anyone will get shot. Right. So that's a good. <laughs> we hope not. Yeah. <laughs> really, this you would think that the the Arlo Aldo sound doesn't really bring out the shooters. You don't. You know. You don't really. You don't seem to evoke that kind of emotion yeah. in people. We try to uh, keep our sound a little low key. Yeah. Make, yeah. Well, David, thanks a lot for uh, for listening or listening. Thanks a lot for coming on, <laughs> and everyone who's listening, go check out Arlo Aldo. Pick their stuff up. Uh, Tell me every way that that people can find you online, David. Uh, ArloAldo.com, Bandcamp, Facebook, Twitter. um, We're we're everywhere out there. If you just type in ArloAldo, we're pretty much the only thing that comes up. They're most active on their MySpace page. (laughs) Yeah. Friendster, we're yeah. Friendster. Yeah, they have the. At this point, they're the reigning Friendster champions. No one gets more hits on Friendster. But yeah, uh, we Facebook.com/slash Arlo Aldo to really keep up with um, a lot of what's going on and uh, to learn all about the release event, um, the upcoming album. Uh, so yeah, nice, awesome. Well, and we will link everything up on our website and our Facebook page too. So if you're downloading this from the website, the link. If you click on the title of this podcast on our website, it should take you to their website. You. That's what it does. Whenever, cool I, like whenever I do it correctly, that's what it does. <laughs> um, so, yeah, check these guys out. Um, David, awesome. Yeah, awesome you. talking to you. Awesome freaking music. <laughs> Thank man. you very much, guys. It was great being on the show. Nothing but the best of luck in the future. You guys, you guys I feel like. Keep it up. Just, it's, I feel like you're one of those bands that just like the right person needs to hear you. Like some yeah. some. Not some podcast of a few thousand, like I'm like someone who has like a million followers needs to hear you and just like tweet you guys out one time, and the whole world's gonna figure you guys out. <laughs> okay, thank you very. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, but thanks a lot, and uh, you're always welcome to come back on if you ever want to. And Definitely. We will. Awesome. Hey, next time we'll talk about the Deadpool movie after I get a chance to go out and see it. Yes, yeah. go see it. It's Definitely crazy. go see it. You're going to write some fucking crazy songs after that. <laughs> Just so you know, guys, coming later this year, Arlo Aldo, the Chimichanga album, will be uh, the Chimichanga EP will be coming out. It's going to be beautiful. All right. Thanks a lot, David. We appreciate it. And uh, Thank you, guys. we'll talk to you soon. Keep those eyes down tight.
whispers.